In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I emphasize to you every year the importance of these first days of Lent, the first days that lead up to the first Sunday of Lent as a sort of introduction to our Lenten pilgrimage. And today's Mass is in many ways a continuation of yesterday's Mass. The epistle for today, that is, the lesson from the prophet Isaiah, is a continuation of the reading from the same chapter yesterday. And it is a reminder that in our Roman tradition, Saturday is a continuation of Friday. This is a particularly Roman practice which has developed over the centuries. Today, in the Roman tradition, is traditionally a day of fasting and penance. We know, if we look back to the earliest traditions, what the first Christians did, what we find worldwide, was that all Christians fasted on Wednesdays and Fridays. In Rome, however, the particular tradition developed of continuing the Friday fast so that Saturday would also be a fast day right up until Sunday. There's a twofold reason for this. One is that very early on, Saturday became the day for holy ordinations. Not every Saturday, but nevertheless, six Saturdays of the year. Every Saturday of, that is an ember tide, so every ember Saturday is one for each of the four seasons, and also the Saturday before Passion Sunday and the Easter Vigil, if you can imagine. But yes, in former times, the Easter Vigil, as long as it already was, also often included the ordination of all major and minor orders. And we know even from reading in the New Testament, the Acts of the Apostles, that sacred ordination was always preceded by fasting. And therefore, Saturday often became a fast day. Another reason, though, that developed a devotional one was that Saturday was seen as a time to keep watch with our Blessed Lady. We think of our Blessed Lady alone when we think of unwavering faith on Saturdays. All the apostles had wavered, doubted, abandoned our Lord. Our Lady alone remained firm and unwavering in her faith. On Thursday, I spoke to you about what is very much the key to our interpretation of all these Lenten Masses, the importance of remembering the four senses of Scripture. I will recapitulate that very briefly here, is that, of course, we always pay attention to the literal sense, and we know that our truth, the truths of our salvation are taught through the literal sense of Scripture when it relates historical facts or simply declares things as a simple statement of fact. 
and the truths of our salvation are always contained in the scripture in this way. Nevertheless, they are reinforced and our faith is strengthened by the spiritual sense of scripture that is a sense that we read beyond what is in the mere letter. For that we have the allegorical sense, the moral sense, and the andagogical sense. It can be easy to forget these, I understand, and it is not your task now every day of Lent to place every Mass under a sort of lens or play almost a sort of game to find out where you can determine each of these senses. But there are simple questions you can ask every day. As I told you, there are clear spiritual senses to be found throughout the 40 days of Lent. And so every day, when we examine the lessons that are given to us, we can ask, where is the church? Where is my own soul? And where is eternity? It is especially this last sense, the anagogical sense, when we ask the question, where is eternity and what is taught to me today? This is the sense that is most prominent in this Saturday after Ash Wednesday. As for the question, where is the church? This is of some importance today because, in fact, that is what the church preaches about at the night office, at Matins. It is St. Bede who preaches to us and who explains that if we want to find the church in today's gospel, it is easy to find her. She is the boat, the boat that is on the waters. She has been out on the waters while our Lord is on land, for he sends the boat on before him. And it is only then during the night that the disciples see our Lord walking out to them on the waters in the midst of a violent wind. And at first, they believe him simply to be a ghost and are frightened, but then he approaches them and says, It is I, fear not, enters into the boat, and the wind is calmed. What I wish to dwell on today, however, is the other senses here, that is, the sense for the individual soul and for eternity. For the question, where is my soul, we find a clear answer to that as well. The individual soul here is meant by the people Israel, the Hebrew people, the sinful and as yet unconverted people to whom the Lord speaks today through his prophet. And as for eternity, we are given a very key word throughout today's Mass. The word is rest. We are reminded that today is the Sabbath day. It is the Sabbath day according to the old law. And the words which the prophet uses today can very easily be compared to the language we find in the first chapter of Genesis. 
with the creation of the world and the institution of the very first Sabbath, when the Lord rested from his creation, it can also be very closely compared to the words we find in the very first psalm, psalm number one, which also speaks of the creation and of the garden and of the waters, and then goes on in Psalms 2 and 3 to speak of the fall of man and his redemption by Christ. What we are taught today is that we are not to find rest on this Saturday, for as we've already explained, especially in our Roman tradition today, is a day of penance. This Saturday, which is of the old law, is not where we must place our, let, our rest. It is, in fact, a day which we must honor, as the prophet tells us, by continuing to do penance, by refraining from evil words and doing good to the poor, and above all, with the mortification of our own will. For as he began to tell us yesterday, the great difficulty with all of us is that in our penances, our own will is found. And this is what we must rid ourselves of in our practices of Lent. Our true rest, then, is to be found not in the Sabbath of the old law, but in what is, of course, signified by tomorrow, the Sabbath of the new law, Sunday, which truly is for us a day of rest, of recovery, rest, even from our penitential practices as we gather new strength for the coming week, the first full week of Lent. Our rest, in fact, is to be found not just in a day, but in fact in a person that is in him who is the Lord of the Sabbath. In the episode of the boat on the waters, as told to us today by St. Mark, we have other details recounted if we read it in St. Matthew, but the Church chooses today to seek with the, stick with the more simple account of St. Mark. We find a recapitulation of the whole work of creation. We have the waters again, and a wind beating upon the waters. And indeed, when our Lord comes out, they think that they see a spirit, and that it is not really he. What we understand, however, though, is this wind was, from the very beginning, nothing else than the breath of God himself. The spirit of God, we are told in Genesis, dwelt upon the waters, hovered upon the waters. And when the breath is sent, we know also it is because the word that comes forth from the mouth is to be sent as well. And so we find the word of God, that is the divine and now incarnate word, walking upon the waters. He is coming to his troubled church and to the troubled soul by walking on the waters, because our Lord, by walking on the waters, as the fathers explained to us, has triumphed over the cruel waters of sin. And in fact, those very waters will be used as the means for our salvation, where he will take that very visible sign and institute it as the means of our salvation, that is, the sacrament 
of baptism. We understand then how the words of the prophet to us today are a call to conversion, to a true honoring of the Sabbath as a day in which we take delight because we place all our trust in the Lord of the Sabbath. And so we conclude then with the words of the prophet, When thou shalt pour out thy soul to the hungry and shalt satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise up in darkness and thy darkness shall be as the noonday. And the Lord will give thee rest continually and fill thy soul with brightness and deliver thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a fountain of water whose water shall not fail. And the places that have been desolate for ages shall be built in thee. Thou shalt raise up the foundation of generation and generation and shalt be called the repairer of fences, turning paths into rest. <laughs>